Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron History, Star Wars Canon versus Legend. Join us as we take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Hello and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast where we talk about Star Wars canon versus legends. I'm one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I am your other host, Ben of Tamaria. And we are here to talk about our patron chat because that is what is going on. This is our monthly patron chat and we have, of course, with us our patron, Kodojo. How are you doing? Hello there. I am doing just fine. Yes. Great. Great to have you here. Uh, thanks for everyone who might join us a little hour later than normal, but we are here and we are live. And if you want to join the live show, if you're listening to this when it releases on Thursday, uh, you can join us live on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. But yeah, but we are here to talk about the High Republic a little bit and to talk about kind of how that leads into our expectations for the Acolyte TV show that is set to release at some point. I know there is a release date. I do not know it off the top of my head. I believe it's June, June 5th. 5th. Yeah. This June year. June 5th. Which... So here, here, it's a fun fact. Maybe. So we have been promised Dragon Age Dreadwolf news in summer of 2024. So maybe Acolyte will release and we will have Dreadwolf news. Or I'm going to be clowning forever. Who knows? It's Bioware. We don't know. <laughs> I just hope we don't have to pull any data from the other three games because I don't have any of that anymore. <laughs> That's what YouTube's for. <laughs> Odds are, considering that the Dragon Age Keep is still... I would not be surprised if they allow that to be important data. But oh, absolutely! Uh, yeah, they keep the Dragon Age Keep gets updated. Um, yes, they update the UI and some of the stuff in the back end just to keep it relevant. Because more than likely, that funny enough, that's probably the only way we're going to be able to import our history from the first three games into Dreadwolf. Yeah, because since it'll be on new consoles again, just like how Inquisition came out on new consoles, import for the import data thing 
probably won't be there unless you connect it to the internet. You could import on 360 because it came out for PS3 Uh, that's and. true. Could you import it directly in the console storage, though? Yeah. Oh, see, I only played on Xbox One, so I on the three on the 360 version you could not on the one because the oh. because the storage for 360 games on the one and four works off the cloud basis. Right. But, um, yeah, this is not the Dragon Age Lore cast. That's Austin's other show. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, True. This, yeah. Um, but in gaming news, we did get an awesome announcement this past week. Uh, and if you haven't heard, Star Wars Battlefront, the original oh, right. classics, are getting remastered and being put on literally every console. And not yeah, only so... are they remastered, better graphics more maps more heroes and 64 player online have we gotten an announcement for say what have we gotten it because because uh squadrons was cross cross-platform play um i don't oh, know gross. if they have announced it is a cross-platform it's- um, that's what i need is i want to play with all my friends but i'm like the only one who plays on xbox other than me. i play on xbox i said yeah. other than you oh other than me yeah <laughs> oh uh, i'm looking at the steam page for it i haven't gone that far yet but there are two new uh hero characters coming do you want to know what they yeah. are i believe Asaz, it's Fisto Asaz, Ventress, and kit fisto so those were actually DLC characters in Battlefront 2, I believe. Really? Yes. Um, they no, were only... I think they were... Were they only released on the P- PlayStation version? I think they were released on both versions. Play, I played it on Xbox, but that kind of reminds me because if it was Xbox, I when I was playing that game... Um, my dad was on a big kick of no consoles on the internet. So I doubt I got the DLC. So they haven't... Um, okay, yeah, they haven't announced if it's cross-play or not yet. Uh, now, the game does come out March 14th, so that's literally in, like, two weeks. I know. I am going to, like... I'm basically buying it and saying it's my birthday present. Right. And it's I'm also on, on sale as well. Yeah, it's, yes. already, it's on sale too. Because, 20% um, off. <laughs> it, it's weird. But, well, I mean, you can actually download, well, at least on Steam and on Xbox, you can download the original versions of Battlefront 1 and 2. Yeah, I own Battlefront 2 2005 mm-hmm. on my Steam. I, um, I might go play it. I own them on both on Steam and both on my Xbox uh, because I think they were free on for Xbox Live Gold or something like that. But yeah, you can actually um, there's on sale because since they're already released games from 2003, 2004, they're just hey, we're going to bundle these together with online features now. Um, and mind you, these online features are going to be bigger battles than. Battlefront 2 2018. Because <laughs> they only supported 20 players. 
Yeah, I can only imagine they they have to allow crossplay. I, I can't I see them not so. doing it. If they don't, that's one big downside. But regardless, Man. what I'm happy for is we actually finally have conquest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so about. happy. This that's is what I want. I when we figure this out, if it is crossplay, we are doing the Holocaust Histories match. Yeah, I am down for it. I am down for it. Like. I'm so bad at shooters, and so, but I love Run Two, the 2005. It is the best. I'm I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. I might, I might buy it both on Xbox and Switch so I can play it <laughs> handheld and. I mean, granted, it I mean it'll look fine on Switch because it's still like 2005 graphics. Just upraised a little updated, bit. Like, they're just updated. They're and updated. Up-rezzed. Yep. But um. Anyway. Like. Uh, sorry. Side comment. I'm looking online and on Screen Rant. Supposedly, cross-gen multiplayer is supported. Okay, that's. I mean, that's just PlayStation Five to PS4, and then Xbox One to Series X. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Are they allowed the? Uh, PC? I don't know. I hope so. We will find out in two weeks. So the servers have never been taken down for the original game. True. Unless they're using the same servers. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that you can go up and still play multiplayer on Battlefront 2005 if you have it on Steam. Yes, I believe you can still play on PC, just not on console. Like Xbox, I don't think you can play multiplayer. I'm going to go download it right now. (laughs) But anyway, um, yes. High Republic. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We are here for High Republic. Republic. (laughs) Uh, We're doing a recap and Acolyte uh, predictions, which I can't tell you how excited I am for Acolyte because I love the High Republic series so far, what they've been doing with it. With all the books, all the comics, the characters are great. And it's not in the Skywalker saga. Yay! It's something before, and brand new content. We never had this content in Legends, and is so far the closest we've been to Old Republic without getting Old Republic yet. So, um. So much help. Yeah, oh my god, yes. Uh, but anyway, like, High Republic, if you haven't read it, Go read the series. There's a ton of books out for it now. Uh, it is current in its third phase. There's a bunch of comics, a bunch of novels, kid and, novels. Uh, audio drama as well. Audio drama. Phase one, I think. Uh, phase two, actually. Uh, oh, Battle, phase... Battle of Jedha was phase two, phase along two. with, oh, shoot, I can't remember the novel that took the, place the... right before it. Uh, there's uh, audio drama in phase one as well. Yeah, it was focused on one of the Tempest Runners. Oh, you know what? You're right. That's yes, that's about Lorna D, and I actually haven't listened yes. to that one. Yeah, I completely forgot full, about that. Full, full, full audio drama. No narrating or anything. It's just a full audio drama. It's, it's so good. Yes, if you get a chance, most libraries have these audio books that you can loan out for like 14 days. Most of them are anywhere between like 
14 hours to as low as maybe six hours. Mm-hmm. Go, go listen to them. Audio production is so good. The, the, the narrators and the um, voices that just narrate the regular novels do a very good job as well. Um, and best thing about the Star Wars, so all the High Republic novels have sound effects. So it's just not some person reading. They have sound effects in the background, blaster fire, saber uh, clashes, and everything as you yeah. hear in the films. It's it's really good. Talk, but anyway, talk quality. So it is. Um, you know, High Republic's uh, series did start with Light of the Jedi, which was the first book. Uh, literally placed in what five hundred something? No, two two thirty two BBY. Two thirty two. Yes, okay. oh, I, was I think I believe so. Um, it's all about Starlight Beacon, uh, which is a st- sta- sta- uh, space station that they um, that the Republic is building and putting in the Outer Rim, so they can bring in the Outer Rim into the Republic space and all that. The front and the communications out in the Outer Rim is non-existent. This is supposed to help mm. boost the communication help explorers out there in the middle of nowhere and this station is mobile it can go places it's like death Think, star um, one 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 uh death star point one <laughs> well i'm i'm thinking uh if you ever seen like, the death was <laughs> justice league animated series uh think of the wash tower yeah yeah it's it's essentially uh, and if you look at the structure like in the comics uh, it it literally looks like the Watchtower, just bigger. And it's a collaboration with the Republic and the Jedi. The Jedi have their own small little tower that, but they are essentially in charge of it, though. Yep, and we meet uh, one of the main Jedi throughout the High Republic novels, which is Avar Chris. Uh, she's the Marshal of Starlight Beacon. And fun fact uh she essentially has battle meditation as a force ability yeah so if yeah. any kotor fans likes battle meditations with vasilashan ivar chris basically has that in now the current canon yeah right uh, and she's technically the second marshal of um starlight oh, because true. the first one died in a battle with the nihil that's right. Which we'll, we'll t- talk briefly about a little bit later. But the first phase is essentially introducing the Nihil. Because in the first book, there's a collision in hyperspace. Yep. This ne- Between two ships. This never happens. Nope. This never happens. This is the first time this has happened. And spoiler alert, this was done on purpose by the main bad guy. And hyperspace is still an unknown phenomenon in the Star Wars universe. And how he managed to do this is largely unknown until about the end of the uh, end of the first phase. Correct. Yeah. Um, The main antagonist of throughout the High Republic, his name is Marshawn Rowe. He is a Neverarian, I believe. I think I I think so. Yeah. Yes. Neverarian. And which is a. Is that, I think it's a new alien species, if I recall. Yeah, it kind of looks like a uh, a blue skinned, almost like a chess, but not a chess. Right. 
as it were. But he's like <laughs> full on decked out in armor. And most of the Nihil are decked out in some sort of armor and spacesuits. Scrap and armor. Yeah, to make them look more menacing. Um, they're literally essentially pirates throughout the galaxy. Um, they're a well-organized group. Yes. The, the um, Martian Row is called the Eye of the Nihil, the center of the storm that they call themselves. Mm-hmm. And below him are three Tempest Runners that control, like, essentially three small armadas of pirate fleets. And they all have these jagged stripe lines. And they're essentially if basically gangs gone really wild. They're always strung out on drugs, always raiding. And they have a central mobile base called the Electric Gaze. Yep. And that's our main base. But there, there's always this contention between the Eye and the Tempest Runners. Now, spoiler alert, Marshawn Rowe doesn't care who's the Tempest Runner. He will literally sacrifice an entire storm, which is what a group is called underneath uh, Tempest Runner, to achieve his goal. So I can raise another storm if I want to at right. any point. In- and uh, also with Marshawn Rowe, he inherited the title of the Eye from his father, who he murdered. Mm-hmm. And he inherited that title from his mother who he murdered as well yeah yeah it's what a, a wonderful family it's great i love family drama don't you love it in the star wars universe uh what star wars <laughs> is built on oh exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so you know um the republic builds star like beacon um it's out um going around helping the front the helping the frontier um connecting it to the republic which is what will be known as the outer rim yeah and this... the collision that we mentioned with the night so there was a collision between a commercial civilian um cargo vessel cargo vessel and then a nihil ship yeah when that happens and they hit each other while in hyperspace so when that happens the debris also is on hyperspace and is now pumping out of places throughout the entire galaxy causing massive destruction and to where essentially a giant piece of said cargo ship heads to uh, the planet of Hensol in which you might in Hensol's in the sequel trilogy if I recall right I don't remember sure. Yeah, remember. I'm sorry, I can't remember either. Um, but a giant piece of the ship goes to Hensol, uh, trying to emerge, and they call all these pieces emergences, and they're trying to the Jedi and the Republic are trying to cooperate and help each other and try to coordinate to find these emergences before they hit anything and destroy them while in space, or if they're people that are in the emergences, because they yeah, were people that thing. happened. <laughs> that is another thing that happened. Some people were in cargoes and, like, are literally going through hyperspace and dropping out of completely different points where they were at it, and possibly could die. They, they eventually figure out a massive interworking um hyperspace computers 
working together to figure out where these pieces are coming out. What was it they like do... 10,000 droids or something stupid? Like yeah, that? navigation droids. <laughs> it was like on planet, the th- and all of them were overheating. And the Jedi create a rainstorm to cool these computers down. Mm-hmm. Which is like one. Interesting, they can create rainstorm, by the way, right. <laughs> Jedi. And two, now they and now they have all the information to figure out where all these emergencies is. After about three predictions, they say, "Okay, these computer models are right. We can do whatever." Now we just need to go out, see if there are people on there, and see if it's going to be a disaster. Yep. If it's not a disaster, just leave it alone. If there's people people on there, we're going to help. Right. So yeah, this giant piece heads out to Hensel, and it's such a big piece that if it collides with the planet, the planet is basically destroyed. So, the Jedi... Oh, go on, Austin. I can't believe you all have left out the most important thing, which is that we get the most annoying phrase that has ever existed in Star Wars. For light and life. (laughs) Well, that, and we are the Republic. Oh, we are the Republic. Oh, yeah, 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 a little. I got so tired of hearing that phrase throughout that book. Now, it does start when you keep going with the books it does start paring down to where they don't say it every five seconds um <laughs> and like you hear light for light and life from the jedi when they're sure. about to go into like dangerous battles that they battles, like, probably yeah. could die um but anyway all these once they predicted this uh the hensel disaster and everything which is called the great emergence and the the or great disaster Avar Chris takes all these Jedi um, and literally go to where the emergence happens and connects them all through the Force with battle, essentially battle and meditation to literally stop the giant piece hitting to hit Hensel. Yeah, and she even detects Yoda helping, and he's yeah. MIA somewhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> And that's all like the first half of the first book. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty Maybe. much. That's the entire first book, by the way, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it just gets even more into that. Um, a lot of stuff happens in phase one. Um, you get really the cool Jedi. Republic you get Fair the Republic Fair in, in phase the second one. set of books. There's that which, in phase two? No, that's, that's, that's in, in phase, phase one. one, but okay. there's like three sets of books in phase one. True. Uh, first set of books is. The Great Disaster. Second book is the Republic Fair, where the Nihil just openly attack the Republic mm-hmm. on mass. And, and then, oh. sorry, and for ahead. like people who might not have read the books, but are more in like the mainstream media, like uh, the uh, My Republic Jedi from Centauri Kreese and the other one, Dagon. Oh, yeah. They are like, like the Nihil are the ones who attack, uh, not Kobo, but uh, Tantalor. Tantalor, yes. And we, we get that vision of the Nihil attacking, and oh, you yeah. get the summary when you see the vision, the Nihil. And I was like, oh, High Republic. And you can tell, like, you know, mm-hmm. Dagon is literally wearing High Republic robes because they're more fancy mm-hmm. looking. Um, but yeah, and you also we meet a bunch of cool other Jedi. We meet uh Zedifar, we meet uh Buryaga, who is a Wookiee Jedi who is awesome, and 
is fantastic and he shall never die. Um, <laughs> knock on Explain wood, later. I hope not. Um, <laughs> He's he's in phase three. I will just say that yes. out. We finally like at the end of phase two, we didn't know if he was dead or alive. Phase three, he's he's not dead. So th- yeah. thank God for that. Uh, we meet Elzar Man, who we have mentioned on the podcast previously. Uh, we meet Stellan Geos, who actually has a cross guard saber. Uh, <laughs> and Stellan Geos, his his cross guard actually makes legitimate sense because they're actual metal uh, bars that are on his saber where the two uh exox ports for the cross guard happen yeah there's it metal, connects them yeah but there's a metal piece under the actual like blade saber or the yeah the saber itself. Pro- proper protection yeah so you don't handle. slip your hand and actually cut yourself so there's that and I you mean, also the... meet uh, uh vanestra vanestra uh row so her, her last name's row right no Vanestra. it's Vanestra. here's her first name um who i've mentioned before on the podcast who her lightsaber she makes a configuration of it to where it's a light whip oh right right and she's making an appearance in acolyte yay <laughs> so i get to see fan favorite characters i love in the books on the show it's great and then phase two it's a lot of um backstory well, and end of phase one ends in the destruction of Starlight Beacon. True. Or yeah, is that phase but one? It, yeah, end of phase one, Starlight Beacon gets destroyed, and during this entire phase one, they're trying to introduce this creature called the Nameless, which literally sucks the Force out of people, especially Jedi, and it leaves them in a ash uh ashy pile mess uh, ash husk they become yeah. a husk um i believe that's actually phase two because i just got done finishing that not long ago well, it's, the... it's all it's all in in all three three phases is the it? nameless yeah well the nameless are yeah the starlight beacon destruction i believe is the end of phase two because that no, phase one it's like the very last book they publish Starlight Beacon is under assault and they rip it in half and drop it in a on a planet that's in phase two what yeah I don't remember that being the order I might be out of it though like there's so many High Republic books so many yeah it gets uh, dropped on it gets dropped on um Erno or Irem? I can't. I think uh, Irem. Irem. Yeah, Let's the see. Water World. I know the Water Water World. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, because there's the uh, Phase Two adds the Battle uh, Battle of Jetta and um, Path of the Sea, which is like the prequel to the events that lead up into yeah. the actual High Republic. Yeah. I'm looking at the list right now, actually. Uh, and that also includes okay yeah most of phase two is um backstory yeah phase phase two takes place about 150 years before phase one yeah um and then but yeah starlight beacon gets destroyed in the end 
And then at the beginning of phase two, we see the beginnings of what creates the Nihil. Fallen Star, which was the one that had... That doesn't tell me what phase it's in. Well, Fallen Star is the book that uh, is the one where the um, Starlight Beacon falls. And then and there yeah. are about like dozen of subplots crisscrossing. Oh yeah, because you books. have all the young novel books and then the kid books that all crisscross with another. I will say the young adult novels are as good as the standard novel or as the adult novels. I will say that. Oh yeah. And then phase two begins with a force group called the Path of the Open Hand, who say you shouldn't use the force. There is a balance. If you use the force to save someone here, the force is going to kill somebody over there. Yeah. So, like, essentially the equivalent exchange. Yeah. And they're being led by a person called the Mother. Now, the Mother identity doesn't get revealed till the end. But the Mother is literally manipulating the entire group to become essentially a terrorist organization. And they kill two Jedi with uh, a nameless. Then they go to Jeddah to, cre to create the battle there to seal relics, which is another subplot across the entire Phase 2 section, is that they're sending out kids to steal relics, especially two specific relics that turn into a scepter that allow the mother to control the nameless. Yep. And one of these kids, or not one of the kids to seal it, but one of the kids in the path is Marsha and Rose's ancestor. Yeah. Because if once once you get to phase three, it gets interesting specifically with Marsha and Rose because I have a very strong feeling he's going to become something. Yeah. And so, meanwhile, the mother is having political power issue with the guy a person named the herald those who are pretty much fighting for control over the mm -hmm. path of the open hand and after the battle of Jeddah, which pretty much ruins Jeddah for the most part yeah and we see Jeddah. Oh, and there's, a, <laughs> uh, and there's a dark side cult there there's oh, a yeah, dark there's side a dark, cult yep. in Jeddah. yep because in Jeddah there's a force Conclave, conclave that yeah. has that accepts all people who worship the forest even if it's not like specifically jedi but it could be a bunch of different religions specifically dealing with the force actually they almost tried to kick the jedi out of jedi because they all saw the jedi as you know military yeah. presence right as it were that's true but yeah, and also, but one of the bigger plots of uh, Phase 2 is the forever war between Arano and Iram, yep. which are two planets in the same system that share the same moon. Yep. And they're literally trying to destroy each other. And, they're and the Republic and Jedi are trying to get them to have peace, essentially. And the Battle of Jeddah is sparked when the peace treaty to be signed on Jeddah 
just explodes for yep. some reason. It, there's like fanatics like blame the Jedi for for the Ever War. Why? Yeah, a lot of happens. Um, but yeah, Phase Two is essentially you get a lot. It's more backstory than anything. Um, yeah. And then also we forgot to mention in Phase One, we also before we got the nameless, we got the Dren Gear. Oh, which oh, wow. are. That was a big- that's more sin- comic book than anything, really. It is. They, now they do they do show up in the book. Um, they first appeared in the book before the comics. Um, but they're essentially sentient trees that spread like wildfire and literally devour anything in their path and kill things. That's that's essentially yeah. all you need. But yeah, second version of meats back on the menu, boys. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> right. Um. So, but. That's like a fa- that's a really good summary of phase one and phase two. Um, phase three, we are just only have one book so far in phase three, as well as like a little bit of the comics, um, but mainly just the main book, which we can get into after the midbreak. Why we also will have predictions with Acolyte. Do you have something to add, Austin, before we go to the midbreak? Okay. <laughs> all right well welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about all things going on with the podcast we take this time to thank our patrons like kadojo thank you so much to all of our patrons who support us uh, we greatly appreciate that if you'd like to come on these chats if you'd like to hang out with us if you'd like to support us in any way you can do so at patreon.com holocron histories and go and check us out there you can also help us out by leaving ratings and reviews on Apple or Spotify. Let everyone know that you love this podcast. If you leave us five stars and a comment or kind words on Apple, read it out on a future episode of the show. Yeah, and we do have a comment this week on our last week's episode of Darth Malgus uh, from Wojcik, uh saying, I can't believe you guys actually saw my comment and did an episode on it. Thanks. You're welcome. Yes, we do. So if you want to suggest episodes, we'll eventually get to them. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, other than that, come hang out with us on Discord. Just pick one. You'll find us there. Um, and then you can also check us out live, as I said at the beginning of the So check us live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at Bit of Tamaria twitch.tv slash bit of Tamaria who has now congratulations reached affiliate so thank you for everyone who tunes in and supports that yes I appreciate all of you who got to this far and I will hope and I plan on at least if you're hearing this it would be too late because it's going to be the day before Wednesday I am going to be streaming Final Fantasy but if you are listening to this on Thursday Check me, uh, tune in when I go live Friday because I will be playing Final Fantasy VII Rebirth on stream. Yeah, because that's coming out Thursday night or Thursday. But I work Thursday night, so Friday, Friday, Friday stream it is. Can I play the original? I can play the original Xbox. Final Fantasy? Seven, yeah, it's somewhere on there. The original, like the really crappy one. On what console? On Xbox. It never, it never came, seven never came out on Xbox. 
It I it exists, man. I can download it. Hmm. Uh, maybe now. Maybe I don't know if it. I know put they put some Final Fantasies on Xbox. Um, Sony's uh, Square has been pretty nice now. Um, yeah. And Sony's not being as mean. But anyway, but yeah, go check that out when I go live. It's going to be fun. And um, all I will say is Tifa. Yes. I don't Um, know what that means. Okay, good. (laughs) If you're a Final Fantasy fan, you know exactly what I mean. But anyway, let's get back into more High Republic. (laughs) All right, we're back from the mid-break and now just a little i just thing. want to say one one quick thing oh, about yeah, yeah. final fantasy oh yeah, yeah kingdom hearts is a final fantasy game you can never change my mind you're not wrong and i will never so i if no one knows already i host the final fantasy lore cast uh with two of my co-hosts I listen. um and i will say <laughs> we will never bring up kingdom hearts on the final fantasy lore cast because it's too convoluted <laughs> okay so anyway phase three yes phase three so i'm currently actually towards i have like a half hour left on the first phase three book the next one's not until actually next week is the next book which is i'm excited for But a lot happens because it's a year after the events of uh, the fall of Starlight Beacon. Geostellan is dead. Elzar Man leaves the counteroffensive. The Jedi are literally hiding in the temple, except for a handful that are allowed to go out. And there's a giant energy wall that the Nile put up against out somewhere in the, uh, in the outer rim to where they have their own sector now that the Republic can't even get to. Oh yeah. The storm. Well, how could I forget about yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> And a lot of Republic soldiers have died because they tried to uh, penetrate it with force. And if you use to get near to it, it will basically destroy your ship. Or if you try to oh, hyperdrive oh. through it, it will destroy your ship. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's actually, actually, if you try to hyper jump into it, it'll tear your ship apart, mm-hmm. which, I'm sorry, where did this technology, where Disappear was this before? To? Right. Yeah. yeah, I know, who knows, we'll probably get that in the next uh, upcoming books, um, but I don't want to spoil too much of the actual story in Phase 3, since it's fairly new, Yeah. Um, but... Something happens with Marsha and Roe in Phase 3 where he starts hearing things. Does he? He does. Uh, and let alone, he did take down a Jedi in, back in Phase 1 and took his lightsaber. So he does uh, have a lightsaber. Lodestone. Uh, Lodestone, yeah. Uh, Graydon Lodestone. Graydon Lodestone, who's actually in the Disney's kids show, Star Wars kids show. I can't remember what it's called. The High Republic show? Yeah, he's in there for like one episode. What? Him, his apprentice, and Ember, the charhound. Oh my yeah, god! Belsa- oh, yeah. Oh no, why I didn't know that. I never. I haven't really. I haven't watched that because it's a kid show. A kid show. Yeah. But yeah. I saw a quick clip of uh, him on YouTube. Uh, he's he's in that show. Wow. 
for like so, one episode. So um, the kid show takes place well before anything that Naiho happens. Uh, I don't know what timeline, but it does seem to be just before phase one, I think. Okay, well, that's good, because those kids don't deserve the Nihil attack. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the, the antagonist of the show is a, another Nihil, their age, trying to steal stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like a little Nihil kid with a, a little baby um, pig man. What were they called? Oh, him? an Ugnaught? No, not Ugnaught. Oh. The uh, big green ones at Jabba's Palace. Oh. Uh, uh, um, Gamborians. Gamborians? Gamborians, maybe. Yeah, but there's G-A-M-B little baby ones. something, yeah. Yeah, and then a sort of a pod racing repair droid as well, I think. Oh, I love the pit droids. Maybe maybe not a pit droid, but some other kind of droid. Okay, that's right. And they're the main antagonist of the show besides, huh. you know, weird stuff. Well, the more you know. But, um, yeah, going into our predictions for Acolyte, um, I have a strong feeling Marshall and Rose is going to be part of Acolyte. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we'll probably get a live version of, version, uh, live version of Marshall and Rose. I am so this is just speculation. We I don't know this for sure. I don't know anything going forward after the book I'm reading or almost done with. Uh, I have a very strong sp- speculation that Martian Rowe is going to somehow become a dark side user. Ah, uh, I don't know. Oh, and by the way, listeners, the Nihil group is not force sensitive at all it is not part of the dark side no it's just a no they're band just of a pirates. band of pirates but currently within yeah. the current book with him hearing voices of people who are dead he could just be going nuts i mean that's also true but if you also remember back in phase one he utilized a woman who was force sensitive because that's how they got their paths mm-hmm so yeah and she had some relation to the Roe family no she was she no the no she was part of a f- family i think who lived on naboo oh who's... no 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 no. that's right she was a um she was from a she... family that they kidnapped her because like a um, hundred years before yeah that's right and they kept her alive for so long because she's she can see the paths and whatnot which yeah she she's got weird Force sensitive ability just to be able to path hyperspace lanes. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's weird. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. We'll, we'll, obviously, Acolyte's going to deal with something with the dark side, uh, with a Sith or someone coming up, learning about the Sith <laughs> or something. I, I would love to the first episode just to be a small comedy of a Sith. Just, you know, drinking their morning calf, turning on the Republic news, and just seeing the Republic in disarray. And it's just like, what the hell? We've been planning for 800 years, and these guys did it in 10 minutes. Right. Why? (laughs) Yeah. That's why Sidious doesn't do anything, really. He just lets them do it to themselves. Yeah. Uh, I, I was reading uh the red blade inquisitor or inquisitor with the red blade and in the book it says that jedi are slowly being killed off throughout the war 
Like they, he, he's actively whittling them down slowly but surely with the war effort. But anyway. <laughs> yep. Um, trying to so, see what characters. Okay, so what's Star Wars Eclipse? I keep getting the Acolyte and Star Wars Eclipse. So Star Wars Eclipse confused. is it, so Star Wars Eclipse is the Quantum Dreams game that is being developed that is going to be set in the High Republic uh, era. Oh, now I'm just confused. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you don't know the studio of Quantum Dreams, they made uh, Detroit Become Human and Heavy Rain, primarily. And um, they are developing a game that is going to be set taking place in the um, High Republic. Uh, but we don't know exactly what it fully entails or when it takes place in the High Republic. We don't know if it's before or after the Nihil, so... Yeah. So, yeah, the Acolyte, I, I can only see them, the Sith just trying to figure out what to make of this situation and how to benefit from it. Because one of the biggest things of the Sith is slowly growing in power and adapting to the changing times. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're going to use this opportunity to study, study the Jedi and see how they respond to things. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as characters for Aculite, uh, we have two named characters as far as of right now. We have Fernestra Rowe, a Jedi Knight Prodigy, and Rowe as an R-W-O-H, where Rowe for Martian Rowe is R-O. Just two different spellings, and they're separate. They're not related whatsoever. And then we have um, Kaneka... Uh, who's a Wookiee Jedi Master, and fun uh, fun fact, uh, Jonas Sut uh, Sutamo, who actually played Chewbacca in the sequel trilogy films, and Solo is playing this Wookiee uh, Jedi Master. It's going to be the same actor who played Chewbacca in the current <laughs> stuff, because they need someone who's seven feet and... We, we don't have a lot of people who are seven feet... <laughs> I don't know. Just go look at the NBA. I'm sure they can find something. True, but anyway. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm curious where they're going to go. I'm just excited to see Vanestra. Honestly, I'm really happy they're going to bring her into the show. Um, yeah. And then I'm happy just to see another Jedi Wookie. Yeah. Now I'm reading. I'm looking at two different things here. If Acolyte takes place at the end of the High Republic and it has um, Finestra Rowe in it. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at two. One, Phase 3 is supposed to end around 2020 BBY. And mm -hmm. supposedly Acolyte is only supposed to take place like 100 years before Episode 1. So as... So we don't know when exactly the High Republic era actually truly ends right now since it's still being developed. We don't know if it's actually 20 BBY. As far as we know, it could be 100 BBY uh, when it ends. We we just don't know. Um, 
I have a feeling the High Republic era itself, like book-wise, it's going to foretell the ending, and then it'll get into the just the Republic era, which is what we have for like the prequel trilogy. Mm. But who knows? I don't know. Um, I just know we know that the High Republic era started around like 500 BBY or something like that. Um, and then they're currently in like the 200s, 220s BBY. So the yeah. time timeline isn't like fully fleshed out yet because it's an ongoing series. And I feel like uh, Lucasfilm and Disney are going to pretty much like use this as a good way to bring in new content to Star Wars and keep the High Republic going forward. Um, and I don't think we'll see a true end to it. I, I in the coming years because i mean we only have the books we only have the comics we have one game de- being developed as we know of and we just now have one tv show coming out i feel like they're still going to do a lot more with the high republic going forward i don't know i i'm kind of hoping they take this momentum with the high republic and shift it to the old republic oh yeah i mean Let's be honest. Everybody's hoping for that because everybody wants old Republic content. It is so good. Because you long got so as many they... Sith, so many Jedi. Right. As long as they keep it the same. Yeah. Which, hopefully Lucasfilm learns, that's probably the way they should go. <laughs> so. But yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm super pumped for Acolyte. Um, Austin, do you have any comments for the show or anything? Well, Grimmett, I don't know a lot about the High Republic. Um, so I am, you know, obviously like at Star Wars. I'll eventually watch it. Eventually, probably we'll watch this one. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see what they intend if they're going to follow this dark path. Um, it's going to lose me if um, this is like a, oh, dark side actually isn't the dark side kind of show. Oh, fair. Um, I don't know. Um, all I know is I'm hoping to see Old Republic nods in Acolyte. Yeah, I assume there will be a lot of Old Republic nods. Um Ooh. I'm hoping what I would really like, and this is like kind of dreaming and getting in there, I would like this to be much later than the rest of the High Republic. And to see maybe like some, maybe not Sidious, but like young Pelagius or Plagueis, young, like that kind of style. Okay. That would be cool. Sir, so, do, sir. you had something? Well, no, I, I was just thinking a possible plot point is that the, the Darksiders and Jedi are in a race for a stash of Sith artifacts. And one of those artifacts could be from, you know, Darth Malgus, Holocron. Malgus. Um, there was a lot of speculation when the series was announced that um, we could possibly see Revan's uh, Holocron because he does leave one. Um 
for Sith. Now, this was when he was a Sith. Mm-hmm. He does leave. I would be upset. I would be a little frustrated if it's Revan Salakran because I don't really want them to touch the Bane trilogy. I just want them to say like, "Hey, yes, this happened." Right. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Bane either takes loses Revan's holocron and doesn't pass it down or it's destroyed. I can't remember exactly what happens in the story. True, but we also don't have a canonical version of Bane's story yet, have we? No, we just know that he exists. Okay. Yeah. Um and yeah, thanks to Star Wars Clone Wars cuz we actually see Bane who is voiced by another than Mark Hamill. Um mm-hmm. who he actually Fun fact, Mark Hamill actually got nominated just by doing that one voice. <laughs> he got nominated for an award, and he's like, oh, for Star Wars. He's like, oh, cool. Like, I mean, I voiced something. Or he got vo- uh, nominated for a voice, and he's like, oh, cool. Like, Joker or something? And he's like, no, Star Wars. He's like, Star Wars? And he's like, yeah, Darth Bane. And he's like, I did that for one episode. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because in Le- Legends, Palpatine had a fascination with Malgus. He he viewed yeah. Malgus as the perfect apprentice. Yep, uh, which we did go over a bit. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny to me. But yeah, I mean, it would be cool if they pull in Malgus. I don't think they will because Mal. I mean, they. Who knows? Um, Swootor is still an ongoing game. It's still getting updates. It's still getting content. I don't know if they'll bring any of the characters from the Swootor era into canon. Um, mm-hmm. But if anything, we'll probably see something, hopefully, like a nod to Revan or a nod to Bane or s- something. Or something, a nod to the Old Republic as a whole, saying, like, um, specifically with, like, the Sith Empire. Um, it'll be interesting because it'll be interesting. I would be interested in a nod to Bane in such a way, like if this is like an acolyte of like Sith training or something like that, and nodding and being like, "Yeah, this rule tool too exists when the high, when the old Republic ended, when Bane destroyed everything." Mm-hmm. And in the Phantom Menace during the funeral, you see Windu and Yoda talk about two there are no more no less so at some point the jedi do know that the sith did survive and they operate in pairs correct which i did we talk about that last week or on the rule of two no. episodes yeah um, I'm pretty sure so yoda know. and then they know but it's interesting to me how that's going to happen because like It's interesting because, like, the rule of two has existed in other iterations before Bane. It's just, like, like there's always been the idea that a master supplants the apprentice. Like, Revan is the one who really kind of develops that idea more in there. And, like, the way of the Sith of betrayal and taking and seizing power. The problem that Bane sees is, like, with the Brotherhood of... I think they call it the Brotherhood of Darkness. Mm-hmm. And they're like oh we're all equal and they just end up fighting <laughs> and grabbing power yeah yeah in, in the legends book bane says yeah that all the sith do is just infight and bigger 
make themselves weak for the Jedi who are unified to swoop in and just destroy everything. Yep. That's exactly right and completely true. Um, Just have to wait for them to implode. Yep, pretty much. So, yeah, I mean... Literally. (laughs) Yeah, literally, yeah, that's true. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm excited for the new show. I'm excited to see something that's not in the Skywalker saga. Um, Now, I do want to remind people we did get KOTOR mentions in the Ahsoka show um specifically like hey basically that hey this giant star map is a is a star map um hey these droids yeah they're hk series by the way um we we do know that the droids she fight that ahsoka fights at the very beginning of episode one are hk series which are the series of droids are is one of your companion or companions throughout the kotor and swotor games best droid yeah oh absolutely hk47 hk51 hk55 best droids ever hk55 statement master i will obliterate them hey <laughs> turn you, these meat bags into you can get, bags. even those and this is a spoiler for Swator, hk55 does get destroyed but you do get is it hk51 no it's hk51 i thought that gets destroyed it's not 51, because 51 is in the oh. restore content mod for 2. No, no, no. 50, no, 51 is a companion in SWTOR. That's right. It's in the Sector X um, is 51. 55 is through the Knights of the Fallen Empire. He does yeah. get destroyed. But then you can you can buy an um, add-on through the cartel market to do uh, to unlock... Uh, to reboot him and bring him back as a companion permanently oh. it's great and you can play as him too in a, a, a specific mission it's great because you actually encounter the head of hk47 and hk51 has a conversation with hk47 <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's hysterical like i, I want to say like chapter two or chapter three of um internal empire like the first eternal empire expansion mm-hmm. there's a scene where they're trying to repair the graveyard ship and you got the hk droid out there just patrolling he comes across a little swamp rat and, and he just, just it, it's just like a 30 thinking. second montage of just him trying to kill this little yep rat. It, oh my god it's great i love the cutscenes in swotor it's like, of, it, it was only missing the benny hill music oh my god it's so great i love i love hk i love all the hks i also love the t series the t series is great too um can't go wrong with t3 or t7 um but um, do we have any final notes for the High Republic stuff or Acolyte? Teacup, uh, anything? Because I have a small little rant. Quick, quick two-second rant. Do it. <laughs> do it. The entire Phase 1 Republic uh, set is all Yoda's fault. In Phase 2, we get the Nameless early. And Yoda and another master says, hmm, we should, the two of us should investigate this and not keep any notes, involve anyone else, not even the Republic in this at all. And then they walk out the door and go their separate ways. 
I am fairly certain they never investigate the nameless. Well, they start investigating. They knew about it 150 years before, and Yoda oh, you're did right. nothing. You are right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that happens in the backstory stuff. Um, yeah, yeah d- during true. the Night yeah, of Sorrow in the last book of Phase 2. Yeah. There's a big battle. There's about, like, five nameless running around killing Jedi and other Force-sensitives. They eventually die, and Yoda and, most and like, Jedi Master's son say the two of us should investigate this and they never do there is no record by the start of phase one of these things existing none of the jedi know about it yoda's off god knows where and the jedi have no clue what the hell these things are and they knew about them about 150 years before yeah and phase three they start uh, actually oh we need to investigate these things what? <laughs> it's, I am convinced the downfall of the Jedi is Yoda's fault. This Palpatine did little to none. It was all Yoda's fault. And um, also in Phase 3, they also um, bring in a dark Jedi to help with the research of the Nameless because this dark Jedi survived and attacked by the nameless and dedicated his entire life and used the dark side of the force to prolong his life specifically to research the nameless and the jedi call him a heretic and try to kick him out well they do kick him out uh but joda brings him back into the fold to help to investigate the nameless even then they're still trying to kick him out Oh yeah, they they didn't approve, but they couldn't go against Yoda's words because it's Yoda. Because um, okay, rant over. That's fair, understandable. <laughs> They're fair enough, but yeah, thank you, Code Dojo, for joining us. Uh, do you have anything else to plug in um, before we head on out? No. Yeah. No, no, okay. nothing. You can find me on the discords. I refuse to, to join social media. Understandable. That is perfectly fair. Um, I use social media for these shows and for cosplay stuff, but that's basically it. It's okay. You're not alone. Well, thank you, Kodojo, for being here and bringing all your high Republic knowledge and all of that. It was great to hear. Um, Thank you all for listening to Holocron History's podcast. We'll see you next time. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron History's Star Wars Canon vs. Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net, the Ben and Friends Podcasting Discord, and even at the Cups Podcast and More Discord. You can find us on Twitter at SWHollowHistories and even email us at HolocronHistories at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, a podcast about all things Legend of Zelda, from Errol to Zora. And all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about the Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, come join us on Legend of Zelda Lorecast. 
You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope to see you soon.